a podcast about Dota 2. If you like defending ancients, then this is for you. Greetings, delicious friends, and welcome once more to another scintillating episode of Dotaverse. Wipe your feet on the map before you come in. What are you, an animal? Dotaverse is a podcast all about Dota 2, a MOBA-style video game known to some as a noble sport, to others as a harmless hobby, to some a wildly unregulated economy ripe for plunder, to others a very efficient device for teaching Russian curse words, and then, of course, to the admittedly small but nevertheless significant subsection of society who get their saucy kicks from witnessing miniature wizards bumping into each other like a gaggle of drunken toddlers, it is known simply as pornography. (laughs) That's the game, folks, and here are three nonsense spouters to soothe your doubters. I'm reasonably sure they don't suffer from gout, as that would actually be quite unpleasant. Here are your hosts. The first one is called Joe. That's me. I am (laughs) gout-free. Thanks, Joe. We have to do this as a medical disclaimer. I'm so I'm just a lot, I'm still confused about here are three because that assumes that there's another extra third person who has joined the Dotaverse team aside from you. Unless you have grown so egotistical that you now refer to yourself in the third person. Uh, it's me. It's the jealousy goblin from last time. <laughs> oh, je- jealousy goblin. Jealousy goblin been to LA for a makeover. Yes. Oh, jealousy goblin, you look really good. Not good enough. <laughs> wow, you have some sort of body dysmorphia as well that's uh, awful and we'll be tackling it later in the show yeah okay. so there is your two hosts so far that's joe there is the jealousy goblin and now well we've tried all the creams but like a stubborn rash he just won't calm down it's nicholas hi i'm more interested in jealousy goblin than him myself but i'm assuming we'll talk more about him later in the program not enough <laughs> I, how does that, Never how does enough that line follow up goblin. after what i said i don't know it's weird isn't it it must be his catchphrase <laughs> <laughs> and then there's me my name is rj and where once i was a fisher of fish i am now a fisher of men there's a terrible merman infestation (laughs) (laughs) just off the coast of Norfolk oh no not Norfolk grab your spears boys easy money to be made I want to kill the squid with a spear (laughs) (laughs) it deserved it 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 was a racist squid it helped helped the world like Michael Jackson told me to carry on Right. <laughs> so now uh, all of you wonderful listeners have got a rough idea of what all this is. It's time to move on to the first bit of the show. It's Nick's Poetry Corner. Hello, I'm Nick and welcome to my Poetry Corner. Each week, a long, long time ago, I used to do a different poem <laughs> about a different Dota 2 hero. However, that is in the past. Stop living there. Live in the future like the Jealousy Goblin preaches. Yes, it's great here. <laughs> Everything's really okay. <laughs> oh, he's so full of the milk of human mediocrity. Uh, quite literally. And so, uh, yeah, so for about half of the existence of Dotaverse, though, it has been a selection of stories, each more... Uh, Storied? Story than the last. <laughs> uh, and this, uh, the first uh, successful run was called Conqueror Tidehunter Hidden Passions, which concluded with a with 
some marvelous insights into Dota playing. And this is the conclusion of the <gasps> Crystal Maiden Mysteries. Oh my gosh, we'll find out who did whatever it was. You found out last time. Oh it, yes. God. It was God. It was God. <laughs> <laughs> it was God. Oh, oh no, this is Battlestar Galactica all over. Oh, uh, yeah. Are you, are you Philip Pullman? <laughs> yeah. He, I, the war against God must continue. I'm not anti-religious, he says, <laughs> but the war against God is really important. No, I just, this is just a story for children, but they must destroy God, destroy the authority. If anyone says that I hate God, they should read my book on grim fairy tales now adapted into an immersive theatre play. Now, okay, right. Uh, <laughs> wow, you had a lot of Philip well, Pullman yeah. stuff. I wasn't really prepared for that to go on so long. Um, good, right. Now, the finale of the Crystal Maiden Mysteries. <clears throat> Previously on the Crystal Maiden Mysteries... Crystal Maiden has murdered many, many people in the pursuit of Jakiro's murderer and has seemingly at random decided the culprit, her sister, Lena. Now, the thrilling finale of the Crystal Maiden Mysteries. The church was packed. Lena glowed, radiant in fiery white. If anyone has any objections, speak now or forever hold your peace, said the priest. Suddenly the altar exploded. I do, cried Crystal Maiden, emerging from the wreckage covered in altar wine, inexplicably dressed as a sexually suggestive clown. <laughs> oh fuck, said Lena. It was you. You murdered Jakiro, sister. Why does this always happen, said Lena. Lena turned to the non-face of her husband-to-be, faceless void. <laughs> Why did you advertise this in the society pages? I warned you. Two altar boys leapt towards Crystal Maiden, attempting to drag her to the ground. It's the KKK, shouted Maiden. Some of my best friends are black, she said, lifting up her staff and exploding both altar boys in a cloud of icy guts. Faceless Void leapt forward. Ha! JFK, we meet again, cried Maiden, raising her staff. I thought I took care of you at the grassy knoll. A bullet shot out of the bottom of her staff, and Faceless Void's non-face exploded. Nixon! <laughs> shouted Maiden, covered in blood and clown accessories. The audience began screaming. Ha! Maybe you prudes should chill out. Maiden began to channel her ultimate. As the entire extended family of Faceless Void and Lena slowly froze to death. That'll learn you, sister, said Maiden. That'll teach you to murder Drow using my hands in a hospital whilst I was disguised as a nurse and to make me waterboard Venomancer also using my own hands. <laughs> Lena turned to her and smiled. How did you find me out, sister? I thought I hid my tracks perfectly using my mind brain of evil. I am the greatest detective in the world, said Crystal Maiden, tears of pride streaking through her clown makeup. <laughs> Lena stood up. Let us battle, sister. To the death or to Spain, cried Maiden. <laughs> to Spain, Maiden. To Spain. Who will win in their final battle? Will Lena defeat Maiden? Or will it happen the other way round in a dramatic inversion of what is expected in this sort of situation? Find out next time on the actual finale of the Crystal Maiden Mysteries. Now sponsored by Cravendale Milk. Drink it or die. <laughs> Hello, friend pals. And welcome to this part of the show, which is Commend and Report. The bit where we talk about something we liked or didn't like in the last few weeks of playing the video game Dota the Second. 
Right. Uh, how about you, RJ? You go first. Okay, here are some things. I've been thinking about... Uh, dangerous. It's everything I've been th- thinking, the danger thoughts, uh, about Dota. And playing Dota is, um, well, phew, it's, it's a video game. It's, there's definitely some video game design in, yeah. uh, in Dota 2, with the, what with your leveling and your XP and all these uh, classic hallmarks of the genre. Yep. But here's the thing. Uh, I've been so I've been this this I, this was sparked in my mind when I uh, recently re- revisited uh, Tomb Raider, the the most recent, uh, you know, the big budget remake. Oh yeah, the... not remake, but you know, reboot of the story. franchise. Yeah, the origin story. Mm. What Lara Croft was she a human baby? <laughs> don't, we don't find know. out. <laughs> Play this game. No, um, she was an elf. <laughs> no, she was. She's Wind Ranger all along. <laughs> <laughs> she was. Oh, yeah, I never thought about that. So you do a lot of jumping in Tomb Raider. Oh, yeah. Uh, you've, uh, and, and in life, you, Joe, <laughs> I do a lot of jumping. jump around. Uh, like you a... should see him before the show. He is jumping on things, sticking to things, doing, okay. ter- doing terrible things to things. <laughs> Just like a little grasshopper. Yep. Yeah. Our boy, Joe. Uh, yeah, so you do lots of jumping in Tomb Raider, and sometimes you kind of, uh, you, you sort of, you might maybe misalign your jump. You might miss slightly. Um, and in the olden times of Tomb Raider, when Lara Croft controlled somewhere somewhat akin to like a Sherman tank, <laughs> she would you... sort of scrape down the wall, I guess, in that situation. <laughs> yeah, she, you, you had to you had to kind of rotate seven degrees and then yeah. align and then take a step back and then just and then like run. break your skin down the wall again as you miss, <laughs> not, not moving. I love, I love that thing of like Lara like. Jumps past and says, and she's like, "Well, I don't think I'm not going to. I'm not. I'm not going to move my hands, guys." <laughs> yeah. like, that's just just there. Just yeah, like, you forgot to press the press the grab thing button, so she just sort of like s- slaps into the side of the ledge <laughs> and then tumbles to her death. You're like stupid Lara Croft needs to be told to grab something when she jumps towards you. <laughs> she, she's yeah. the world's most successful and famous adventurer, but she doesn't do things unless she's told. Yeah, absolutely, God, patriarchy yeah. wins again. <laughs> Back in the old days, in the 90s, it did. Not new Tomb Raider. It's all like... Feminism. And yeah. Well, that's the thing. Boobs. It's, yes, those things are present. Uh, so you jump towards something. If you miss lightly, it kind of... There's a lot of generous error correction in the game. Mm. So it sort of realises, okay, you've jumped towards this ledge. You're probably trying to grab onto it. You've sort of missed. And there was one bit where I think I must have been at the exact kind of extreme edge of where it tests for like a... Where, how, how much it should compensate. And just Lara just sort of like... Jumped towards the ledge, kind of missed, and then sort of swerved and then grabbed it, like in a completely physically implausible way. And then I could carry on playing, and I wasn't dead, and that was nice. And uh, and in uh, maybe reminding me of sometimes in um, in Portal Two, there's actually quite a lot of generous error correction. I remember shooting portals at walls and being like, "Oh, that's not that portals appeared." Not quite where I actually shot it. And then realising later, that's like, oh, that's actually exactly where it needs to be, though, to mm. solve the puzzle. So Valve have kind of gone, well, you're kind of there. We don't want to punish you too much for just missing when you've kind yeah. of figured out the solution. Just being physically inept. Yeah, so they, so they compensate. Now, now, Valve could apply this to Dota. Oh, yeah. You use your finger of death on a creep by accident. Yeah. Probably, you know, it wouldn't be too hard to write a thing in that says, well, you know, there was a hero right there. Yeah, if there's a hero within a hundred, with, with low health, a thousand. Yeah, you know, I think units. I think it's easy to write a series of things into the game 
that are effectively error compensation. And I say this as someone who recently wasted an ult on a creep <laughs> because it bloody wandered in. I've also done exactly that within the last seven days. <laughs> right, exactly. And you think that, so it's entirely possible for Dota to... No, it was all right. No one was around, help. so I didn't tell anyone. Yeah, no, Except I... for Nick later, like about <laughs> 10 minutes later, because I felt bad about myself. <laughs> Which one was that? I said it really quietly in the game. Uh, I can't remember. It was like, it was like a week ago. Um, and I, I was like, it was just me in the middle lane. We were sort of losing anyway against someone. Um, and I was like, oh, maybe I can kill them with my thing. And I hit a creep and I was like, oh, I'm just going to run home to base and sit in the fountain and cry for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> so we've all done it. And this is what I'm thinking. Does, is Dota a better game for not having error correction? Oh, this is a deep question. Because I, I think sport, I think games that, I think see, 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 games that see themselves as sports and not vehicles for narrative have to see have to be that way exactly because it's a skill-based game and yeah. actually does that is it that that makes it actually quite a compelling thing to do right then what it's that part of I what keeps is. dota keeps us coming back to dota it's part of it's part of the skill curve you know it's part of what makes it like the sort of thing that you can keep getting better at forever and ever and ever is is that all of these like and that's you know if that was just the one specific element that was you know arcane and complicated and specific then it would be fine, but there are about 200 of those. Yeah, yeah. Dota, Dota is the most complicated machine. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. yeah, I think you're right. Like, it, there's some senses in which you think it might be more fun for the casual kind of pub player, which is us, really, uh, if, if, it was, if it was like that. But I think really, if you strip that away, a lot of Dota's mystique, a lot of the our compulsion to keep playing would probably ebb away and disappear into a bucket. Exactly. A bucket labelled uh, bad Jeff. Bad Jeff. Bad, Bad Jeff's Jeff. bucket. Bad Jeff's bucket. Which we so that's what I commend about Dota, I guess. The the bucking of the trend that is error correction. Cool. Go on, Nick. You're chomping at the bit. I am. But this bit is a two-bit because Joe and I are, in fact, on the same carriage. Hello. To have a horse metaphor. Not that I don't know what that means in reference to any of the other previous horses in other episodes. Who knows? Because uh, well. no one's told me. Um, That's fine. We're driving these horses to a special place. <laughs> okay, uh, so Joe and I recently, recently married. played a game. Recently <laughs> married, and we're pleased to announce it to you all. <laughs> yes, uh, even though Joe is already married, we even more recently got divorced. Though, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, that's true. It's actually it was a very short-lived marriage, uh, yeah. full of full of terrible passion and terrible, terrible despair. Yep. Um, Joe and I recently played a game which is so mammoth and so ridiculous that it's become the subject of our dual commend report. Yeah, I, I mean, I have a specific, I have an encapsulation for this, which I would I'd like to list as my commend. I'd like to commend showboating. <laughs> <laughs> because that's essentially what this was. Um, do you want to set it up or shall I? Uh, I'll I'll set the general scene and you feel and you yeah, you, you, you take over at what some point you feel necessary. <laughs> what, the, is this the, like a rehearsal for your like Broadway review? <laughs> yes. Right. So let me set the scene. So our team was, if I recall, <clears throat> when I say if I recall, I actually have the Dota. Buff you mean yeah? If on, I on, read. On, on a tablet right in front of my eyes, <laughs> uh, was our team was if I <clears throat> if I recall, it was. Uh, <laughs> I think I think it may have been, may have been uh, Lena, Bloodseeker, me. Uh, Kristen Maiden, uh, Chris Charles Higgins, uh, Joe, uh, you were a timber sorbon, you were, uh, Yes, uh, I think you're right about and, that. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and uh, there was uh, uh, one of these many Zacks uh, who was a uh, juggler naught. 
Um, <laughs> Juggalo. Juggalo North. <laughs> a fan of Insane Clown Posse. <laughs> yeah. But also in a dreadnought. And also... Uh, <laughs> it's, their, it's their final form. <laughs> uh, we were against a kind of... Uh, a five-man, a five kind of five-man team. Of we were against five other heroes. <laughs> five other teams. <laughs> if I remember correctly, if I remember correctly, um, oh, uh, anti-mage, tiny, Rubik, Pudge, Sniper. Anyway, maybe I mean, just off the top of my head. Uh, and we comprehensively lost everything <laughs> for for a very, very long time. Yeah, about forty-five minutes or so. I would say, we, you know, for the first hour and six minutes and forty seconds, <laughs> um, according to the graph of my head, we were absolutely behind but we were we started to claw it back around the kind of uh 46 minute mark uh, <laughs> and we, we you know we kind of we, you know, we had we lost most of our towers but we managed to kind of begin to push them back and not win team fights but, but just not lose but them. just not lose them trade, so, trade so, evenly just, trade. just avoid them trade we traded evenly in team fights even though they had a team full of late carries yeah you know and we didn't we didn't um, it's fair to say we were losing it's fair to say we were comprehensively losing. However, around the hour mark, uh, they, they 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 started playing silly buggers. You know, they yeah. started buying divine rapiers. Oh. Two of them. A Rubik had a divine rapier, <laughs> and and uh, anti-major and an anti mage had a divine rapier. Yeah. So they were, you know, they they were out farming us loads. They were they were taking them. Right? And then yeah. and then something happened. Yeah, I'll come in at this point because it. Um, so. Um, We'd had a few team fights of them with a couple of rapiers, which we'd lost or or been quite close. We'd come close. I think we had killed. Um, I think the Rubik might have ended up with it because we killed whoever was carrying it before, and then he picked it up. Um, possibly, I, I'm sure they dropped one once, but we couldn't get it. And then we ended up having a team fight in the bottom lane, um, just below our base, just below our tier three, uh, and it was crazy madness, swirling discs of things and powers and spinning juggernauts and somehow we killed both the rubik and the anti-mage standing next to each other and there was <laughs> ensue panic screaming over the voice chat we're like oh God, and somehow me as timosaur managed to pick up both of the divine rapiers <laughs> and timosaur isn't really the best divine rapier carrier like, like his I mean, he's quite hardy he's, he's not, quite hardy but his attack speed is so slow <laughs> yeah. and while you're using your ultimate you can't right click right <laughs> so it kind of makes that a little bit useless but I was carrying two divine rapiers and it tra- kind of transformed the game into this thing where like they had a pudge on their team who at one point had two hearts of Tarask and I would just walk up to him and be like hello 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 you're dead and it was just yeah it was it was mad and it it, it turned I'm really glad they did it even though it was a bit cocky because it turned what could have been just another 20 minutes of us slowly you know being ground down having our having our barracks killed into something that was really close we did end up losing in the end just because they were too they'd already i think knocked down a couple of racks before this happened and it was just we couldn't quite keep up with it but it turned the team fights into something manic it completely flipped the dynamic on its head we we were suddenly the scary ones they were running away from us as we ran into team fights i mean you know i mean i just i was dying i was bloodseeker but my sim- my simple role was to see if i could silence everybody and then die yeah <laughs> silence and then die that was my role because i was underfarmed <laughs> just like life just like uh, that you know it, it, that is a good summary of all of our existences but it was it was fantastic because they kept trying to pick us off uh, which is what they've been doing with like purge and then sort of, they would hook someone in and i'd be like okay i'm coming in <laughs> and then just turn up and be like nope you're not killing anyone purge um, yeah, it's quite fun of them to do that, isn't it? I, I like it yeah, when you're... Yeah, I don't mind it. There was a game a little while ago, and I think all of us were in it. Correct me if I'm wrong. But um, 
someone on the other team decided that they were like they they thought we were fun. Oh, I think we I think we'd lost so hard that we were just posting stupid jokes. And I, then I don't think I was in this. Someone on the other team, the night stalker. Who, the night stalker, yeah. And they, em, they were like, em, okay, em. let's give you a fighting chance, and they sort of change sides in so far <laughs> as you can in Dota. <laughs> and like, we still lost, but we, it was a much more fun game with this mad night stalker running around like blocking his teammates <laughs> and, like, and, and be like, I'm gonna go AFK, see if you can find me. <laughs> and really we'd be fun. like running around trying to find where he was. He and I are now friends on Facebook. Oh, yeah, there wow. you go. He's a very nice man. And He's actually really like lovely. Matt, Turkish dude. Oh, He's cool. So nice. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. So um, anyway, yeah, that's um, it's quite nice. I think yeah. I might, <laughs> in the rare situation where I'm stomping a game, maybe not taking the safe option that yeah. you know just kind of grinds it down, but being like, yeah, reinject a little bit of fun. Yeah, in the it's mix. not Ti four, you know. It, it doesn't really matter if you win or lose. I know it feels like it does. Yeah, that's the thing. Like winning or losing Dota is so immaterial. Yeah, it really, I, it's the journey that counts, and if the journey's full of um, crazy nonsense that's more more the to the power of uh, three stupefactive trio ah, 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 oh, ah, oh, ah, joe 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 you ah, see you seem to be uncomfortably warm no i'm fine what are you talking about welcome to buddy question <laughs> it's the part of the show where we talk about things to do with questions that are really important uh, and then uh, after that, this the musical number. Someone asks the question. <laughs> oh, your your conjugations are coming along marvelously. Thanks. Joe. I was a bit of a fire pun there. Ask, ask on, ask us, ask see, ask plus, ask us. Yeah. Uh, and then so that, after that, joke for you. It, it, please uh, don't interrupt this introduction. It's really important. <laughs> <laughs> and after that, the second non-first answerer answers the question again with different answer, and then who? Uh, awards the points it's number one man the guy doing the asking question this time is Nick Moran <laughs> I honestly feel that no one is going to understand you what happens in burning it, question you can, it's such a simple feature <laughs> <laughs> one person you... asks a question the other two answer it that is the, what I said the best answer wins points yeah I am winning no, lies um, well, I mean, we all agreed earlier that we don't really care about arbitrary points, do we? Or do we? I said, I, I, I mean, you know, I'm not saying I'm competitive. Or do we? I just have a craven need to win. <laughs> Me too. Well, I, have a, I, have a, oh, I have a need I to win Craven. John Craven. John Craven's News round. Okay, well, anyway, look. Enough of the intro. because that Now went, that um, it's clear. Now, now, we, now we've cleared that up, Joe. Yep. Um, so... This week, as you, as Joe said, it's my burning question. Uh, you know. Uh, oh, by the way, don't forget you can submit your own burning questions. Mm. So you know to prevent us having to think of our own because our brains are fried and dead. Yeah. The rest of the show was all submitted by um, an email. By the way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, very good. Very good imitations of me and Joe. Yeah. The one of RJ, not good. Stop sending us things or perfect RJ's impression. Either way, up to you. Anyway, so but... this week. Uh, it is my burning question. Am I, and I've been thinking a lot, guys, about, you know, duality. Uh, you know, life yeah. and death. Sweet and sour. Peanut butter and chocolate spread. Peanut butter and chocolate. Noise and Jeremy. Noise and Jeremy. Fire and fire. No, no. it's fire and ice. Oh. You see... I've been thinking a lot about Jakiro. Oh. Jakiro, the oh, flying yeah. kind of 
flying far right wing dragon. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, well, he flies in circles because his right wing is so much more developed. Um, exactly. <laughs> Who really is such a racist. We all know what he's done. Said to Paul Dragon Knight in the past. Horrible things. Um, I've been thinking that Jakira has two heads, right? Fire and ice. Yep, go on. Which is a which is it's a great mix. You know, no one can, can fr- deny he can freeze and he can burn you. Freeze and burn, as he mm. says. Uh, mm. uh, he says many things, generally on the same kind of themes of one being cold and the other one being warmer. Ah, yeah. uh, so that, that, that's the general theme of Jakiro's general yep. phrasing. I think you've uh, distilled his essence. <laughs> what? What? Brewmaster. Carry on. <laughs> anyway, yes. So Jukira, Jukira primarily talks about those things, but only because he's got two heads. Yeah. Now, we we are at heart an advice podcast to Valve. We like to help Valve with their game design yeah. stuff. Yeah. So how could we improve Jukiro mm. with a third head? Oh. And what would that third be? What would that third be? What so, was that I mean, third, the third be? The th- what would the, In the hive. <laughs> if, yeah. No. If Jakira had a third head... Okay. You see, what? the problem is you're not being very clear with the way you are. <laughs> I see. Would you like to phrase my question? <laughs> yeah, okay. Yes, Joe, phrase it for okay, us. Okay, so um, there are two, um, <laughs> like, uh, globe, um, like, neck, end, <laughs> neck ends. And, but but take, take a second, take a knee, and imagine that there was a, a, a fourth minus one one. <laughs> Where, where is it? <laughs> uh, thanks, Joe. Just to clarify your clarification. Yeah, okay, uh, fine, if you feel it's necessary. Uh, if Jakira had a third head, what would that third head do? What would that third head be? Good question. Fire and ice and... Oh, I've, I've got one. Um, f- fire and ice and... Conscience. <laughs> okay, <laughs> good. So, that's a that's an interesting philosophical bent, Archie. Yeah, because will how will Jakiro play once he develops a conscience, <laughs> an extra Jiminy Cricket like head to sit between the others and whisper into both of their ears? Is it ethical to burn people? <laughs> Should you have said that about Dragon Knight? Ooh, do. You, I feel terribly guilty about taking all that money from the creep I just murdered. <laughs> hmm, this is oh, that's inter- that's an interesting bent. But you know, let's say you're in the middle of a team fight and Jakira wants to lay down Macropire. How would conscience affect that? Uh, it would insist that it was laid down in a sustainable area. Brownfield site. Only used and for controlled burns. Yeah, cleared with the council beforehand. <laughs> Uh, and uh, signed in triplicate by uh, each head, and then uh, make sure that it doesn't leave a lasting effect on the environment. If it intersects with any trees, conscience head uh, cries. <laughs> oh, I see. Wow. <laughs> and and f- forces the wings to. That would put the fire out, the other wouldn't two. it? Yeah. It sounds less like less like fire and ice and conscience. It's more like fire and ice and ecology. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just it just probably translates most often to fire and ice and crippling regret. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Actually, well, the thing is, is that oh, were these ironwood branches sustainably sourced? Yeah. I don't know. What does conscience feel about genetically modified food? <laughs> what doesn't conscious feel <laughs> about genetically modified food? That is a great answer, and I think that sets up Joe to have a tough time and think of oh, something to respond. Yes. Well, of course, fine, presumably Joe's answer is fire and ice and GM wheat. <laughs> <laughs> 
No. Luckily for you, um, for me, rather, I've come up with a fantastic answer. Um, <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Uh, my choice for the third head is fire and ice and David Letterman. <laughs> <laughs> Can, no longer will Jakiro be limited to the two basic elemental attacks. He can now go in with witty repartee and sort of pointless, meandering, middle-of-the-road questions to confuse his enemies. and <laughs> With softball questions. Yeah. Yeah, well, tell me about your book. Light ribbing. <laughs> I think your book's great. I really like this, uh, what you've done, by the way. Um, and uh, how come you're here, then? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Right. This is the, this is the, these, course, are very, these are very interesting. Of course, like, it's the head of David Letterman on the end of, <laughs> oh, yeah. on the end of a snake-like neck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. He's, which I hope he really enjoys the well, newfound articulation. Don't want to it much like his real neck. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You, I didn't realise you knew so much about David Letterman. I know everything about him. Yeah, he's read all of it. <laughs> he's David my favourite astronaut. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, okay. So, right. Because this is an even playing field, I'm going to... To a scenario for the both of you. Okay. Okay. Right. All right. Um. Okay. You're in. You're in bottom lane. Right. There's and there's a kind of mid health. Uh. Let's say. Let's say there's a mid health uh, crystal maiden there. Right. Uh-huh. She's you know slowly panting away. She does because she runs so slowly yeah. mm-hmm. and yep. kind of you know chubby crystal maiden chub- weighed, weighed down by all that Nazi gold in her boots. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, she just. I don't know why she just... To Switzerland! (laughs) (laughs) To Switzerland. Ah, It's amazing that, you know, actually what she shouts when she does her ultimate is, I loved the Axis powers. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Powers of Axis. (laughs) Unite! (laughs) Uh, 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 Oh, God. Uh, Awkward Awkward chill winds. Good thing I don't have a conscience head. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, okay, right. You hit her with Ice Path. Boom. Boom. Ice. Ice, so ice is there. Boom. Okay, and then you kind of slow with flame breath. She's Fire. A, she's about yeah, exactly. She's about twenty five percent health left. There's a juggernaut coming in from the jungle. What do you do? Okay, right. Let's go straight to Joe first. Okay, uh, and uh, how how is the relationship with your sister right now? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I really like your new hat. <laughs> I've got one. I've got one here. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. That's very good. I'm assuming uh, that that one of the one of the ones one of them is slow. Yeah, and one of them is uh, kind of mild. Like, remove, like removes her debuffs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, okay. So again, okay. Crystal Maiden. She's still not. She's not dead. Mm-hmm. So that's not that good. But she. She. You know. Have you. Have you got a carry nearby? I'm a support. I don't want to steal kills. Is that? Oh, good. Okay. Good point. Good point. Good point. Okay. RJ, what about yours? Uh, he uses his ultimate, which is uh, project conscience. So, <laughs> so uh, whereas for most of the game, conscience is this kind of quasi crippling presence <laughs> in Jakiro, he's able to confer conscience on another hero for a, a short period of time. So, confer a conscience onto Crystal Maiden, and just watch as she melts, <laughs> melts with the realization of everything she's 
she's done, everything she's said, everything she's stolen, everything she ate and where it came from and how it was prepared and how they suffered and suffered and suffered for her pleasure. And then suddenly realising what she's been doing for the patriarchy this whole time. Striking a bargain that works for her and not for the sisterhood, not for Lena, her own sister. Melting, melting with the realisations, the weight of the world and its sudden decisions crushing her like a plum beneath a lorry. This is going to be great for ratings. <laughs> I mean, I do like the fact that throughout that, she still, she still, uh, she has still had no regrets about the Nazi gold. <laughs> well, no. n- why would you? That's a good point. Okay, right. This is neck and neck currently. <laughs> neck and neck. Neck and neck and, and neck. third neck. And neck and neck and neck. And neck. Oh, okay, we... right. Okay, so great minds. Let, 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 me, let me finish off the scenario. Okay, right. God, he got angry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so boom. In comes a meeper with the boots of travel onto a nearby creek. He nets her. Creek. <laughs> nearby creek. Meepo's creek. The door opens and it's Conqueror and Tidehunter. <laughs> Fresh from Conqueror and Tidehunter's hidden passions. It's a full-blown gank. Oh my god. Okay, so the gank is there. But Crystal Maiden could just get away. What do you do? You've got one last thing to do. You can use all of your standard powers. You can use fire. You can use ice. Or you can use your newfound head. Uh, I'm going to... I'm going to use my cue and distract her by throwing to the house band <laughs> <laughs> oh RJ do you have a response to that I uh, would uh, consider the situation and then realise that really the uh, the only ethical course of action is to refer it to the United Nations Security Council <laughs> <laughs> well two uh, two excellent responses um, I'm afraid that this week, uh, for mainly for that last remark about the house band, I'm going to have to <laughs> award it to Jared. Yay! That is entirely fair. Uh, oh, very, that was a tough round. That was, that was really that was very yeah, neck yeah. and neck. It was two two very good answers. One uh, one introvert and clever, and the other which used a celebrity as cheap fodder, for which I really admire you, Joe. I'm nothing if not a plagiarist. <laughs> <laughs> And as the chronosphere of the podcast runs out of time and once again frees us to flee back to our ordinary dimension and lives, thank you very much for listening. This is the end of the show. Yeah. This bit. Confirm it. Confirmed. And if you're, if it's anywhere else, if, you're, if this is in the middle, then phew, we have done a whoopsie. <laughs> I hope it is in the so middle. So do write in and complain because you, your podcast should not have arrived in such <laughs> slapdash quality. Thank you very much for listening. This has been Dotaverse. There will be more of it in the future. So don't worry, but do worry about climate change. If you'd uh, like to help make Dotaverse a more ethical place, please get in touch at contact at dotaverse.com. Or you can visit our website at dotaverse.com or you can visit our university campus, <laughs> Dotaverse Campus University, which is in Switzerland, entirely funded by Nazi Gold. On the other hand, if you want to help make Dotaverse a much horrible and nastier place, please get in touch with us on Twitter at Dotaverse. Yes. <laughs> These are the choices and they are a cold, hard yeah, binary. And if you have a burning question, please send that in. Uh, please if you feel them. like telling other people about the podcast, preferably old ladies in the street, um, then please do. And if you would uh, like to go on a, a date. date with any of us, <laughs> then if it's meant to be, you'll guess our number. Bye! <laughs> <laughs>